now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here with another edition, Wednesday edition of the Oilers Live podcast. I've got my good friend and co-host Dash in the Park. Take our new listeners and our regulars home tonight. Our live show is going to broadcast anytime there's not a Oilers game at 5 p.m. Mountain on Wednesdays on Edmonton Sports Talk or right here on YouTube.ca slash heavy hockey. And if you go to YouTube.ca slash heavy hockey, you can uh, interact with us there. Uh, put your comments. We'll we'll respond when we can. We're going to look at uh, maybe going to... Um, going to <laughs> i'm already i'm already off the rails dash help me out here uh dj john there longtime listener first time caller he's in he's in the house he's got me off the rails how you doing dash you're supposed to be the pro here <laughs> well apparently apparently not we can go by the way we can go live now on instagram but the problem is if we go live in this format the way that we are it would look absolutely like you see about half my face and you don't see any of your face and people can just listen to listen to us and that's about it which that's, might be a good thing that yeah. might be an increase <laughs> yeah we might yeah, get more hits there yeah. i'm gonna take us live there and and if people uh pop in and say hello they say hello welcome everybody else I can't imagine anybody's tuning in to uh to watch us or look at us that's for sure if not they're already disappointed um <laughs> But it's been a good day. It's been a busy day. I uh, had the alarm go off at 4.44 this morning just to make sure I could hit snooze twice and be out of bed before 5. And it really hasn't stopped. So it's uh, it's been good. It's good. Snooze twice. That's it. I could never get by with only a double snooze. It's got to be like a three or four time. Four timer for me. And usually like four o'clock. I mean... That'd be, what, a half hour's worth of sleep for me? <laughs> the next snooze three and snooze four were in the shower. I, I took advantage of that 10 minutes, and, you know, so I still got my four snoozes in. Yeah, so we do have uh, quite a few people on uh, Instagram coming in. Not quite a few. We've got a few. Uh, and just let you know, we can't change the uh, the format up, so you don't get to watch us, but you can listen in. Uh, thanks to uh, Brennan and, and Graves, and uh, shout out to uh, a couple of the Mooseheads fans out there. Three Mooseheads, three Halifax Mooseheads made the Team Canada roster this year. Uh, one guy who should have made it last year, and um, one surprise for me, and then the goalie, our goalie, Mathis Rousseau. Not a surprise at all. Outstanding. All right. Talking about snoozes, talking about all these different things. A little bit happier now, wouldn't you say, this week versus last? Yeah, it's a little more positive. It's a little more positive, for sure. Yeah. You think, if, uh, uh, like, have you run into any naysayers? No, no, no they're, pretty, uh, they're pretty few and far between now. I'd say all the uh, naysayers that had the season burning down at game 12, 13, and 14 have kind of tuck their heads a little bit i would say for the most part but yeah it's uh 
You know what? I got. I have no problem with that though. Like when you are what? What were we when uh, when Woodcroft ended his tenure as coach? We were two two nine and one. November twelfth. I think we were two nine and one when Woodcroft was let go. If I'm not mistaken, yet yeah, two nine and one. I mean, it's not unreasonable to think that the season was done at that point. I mean, it's typical. It is, it is quite typical, right? That you go American Thanksgiving as the, as the cutoff and we weren't anywhere close. We stretched it. Yeah. I mean, now, I mean, we're still not in it, but, uh, to be oh, one, point, sure uh, one point, one oh, point officially, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. not, Fair, I mean, yeah. not officially, but to be one point back and games in hand. That's huge. It's yeah. huge. Did I think it was possible? Absolutely. Hell yeah, I thought it was possible. And last time we were on the I, area, I wouldn't 40, have been surprised. 46 or 47% chance to make the playoffs, and seven days later on the calendar, and it's 77.7% chance to make the playoffs. 77.7. Money puck? We need to get yeah. the monster. Money puck. Money puck. <laughs> moneypuck.com. Kay Waddy said it was three, nine, and one, which I did think that there was an extra win in there just because of that Seattle for that win right before the night before Woody got sliced. They're 13, 12, and one right now, and Knobloch's gone 11, three, 11 and three, right? Two, did I think. Two and three, or 10 and three? I don't know. All you're right. the pro, well, either like way. I said. Whatever. You're the pro. You've already taken this thing off the rails. Why would you be informative Whatever. at this point? Whatever. You know? Who says who says three three nine and one? Quaddy says three nine and one. Yeah. Maybe. Could be. Could be. Actually, I'm getting my numbers from our uh good buddy Lotzi. If he's wrong. If you don't trust the Oracle, the there's something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Then we're throwing it all out the door. Uh, some stranger says this team prefers to make life harder. Thoughts on that? Oh, that's their MO. Like, that's absolutely. Yeah. Gravesy on Instagram says you guys aren't worried about goaltending. He's, he's now, now that we've got folks on uh, Instagram, not aware of the, uh, I mean, we're not going to go down this path, but I'm, I'm going to ask you. I'm not going to answer, but you're not worried at all? translate we're not going to go down this path translation you don't want to be wrong again for this no, i don't i don't want to talk about it i'm asking you i mean you're not worried about it i i i mean i mean i can reiterate what i said last week it's it's would i want better goaltending yes is there a room that's, that's to not improve? that's not no no, no. i'm Let asking if you would be worried are you worried no about i'm not no not okay. at this point in time okay. no do we need to upgrade for sure like I, I can picard or rodrigue catch lightning in a bottle as a backup yeah i mean that's really thin lightning in a bottle and that's a lot of risk and you know logical tells me that but any one of those goalies is capable of being a decent backup if the team in front of them is playing the way they've been playing if they're playing the way they've been playing I mean, hell, we could we could get through the season with. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, just about anybody right now. I mean, what did Chicago yeah. have? Uh, uh, we we are shots, doing that right eight now. Shots in in two periods. 
right? We are doing that right now. Skinner hasn't been out, outstanding whatsoever, even in this eight game streak. You know, you'd be the first to agree with me that he hasn't been superb. I mean, as I think his goals against expected are bang on. Like it's exactly what they're supposed to be. He hasn't saved anything more than he's supposed to. Um, but they're winning and they're playing in front of him. And you know, I I'll say it once, I'll say it again. You know, Boston did it with Tim Thomas, Boston did it with Allmark, Boston did it with Swayman. You know, there's average goalies can look like superstars really quick in front of a team that's playing, right? And this team right now is playing, right? Is it sustainable? I mean, I don't know. We're top three in expected goals for, they're top three in expected goals against. I don't think we can maintain that. Our power penalty kill has been almost perfect. I don't think we can maintain that. Yeah, penalty penalty kill has been a big part of that for sure. Power play was humming at what forty six or forty eight at one point after a few games ago. So you know they can't maintain that. Um, it'll all balance out. It's just like you know what, like Oilers be Oiler, and man, it, you know it's the ups and downs of being a fan of this flipping franchise. Like two years ago, everybody thought this was a roller coaster. Now look at this song, bitch. You know, like here we are, like two, three, and nine and now eight in a row and Knobloch steps in and could set the tie the franchise for most wins in a row. So we've got, uh, we've got Ryan Lotzberg joining at about uh, a quarter to quarter to six mountain time. We're going to talk to him about a recent article he put up about changes under Knobloch. And look, we do need a better goalie. Like we do need a better goalie. We just that's that's not out there, right? And that's I I don't think that's out there. And I don't think we should sacrifice any amount of the franchise whatsoever to go and get it or to dump Campbell's salary when those assets could be spent in better places. And I just that's well, what hey, it comes down to for me. I mean, we've and had I think this we can agree discussion. On that. We've had this discussion. I don't want I don't want to go down the path. No, me neither. But I, but I I will say this because and I've and I've said this as you know more than on one occasion. I want to be wrong about the goaltending. Like I, I'm not one of those fans that will, you know, cheer for, you know, Skinner to fail just so that I can come back on the show and say, look, dash this whole time. I was hundred percent right. And, and, but here, let me finish. This is the part here where, you know, like we're seeing the team for what it really is. We're getting the best out of them. If and and we and you and I agreed on this early on, right? Obviously, we've disagreed a little bit on the goaltending, but you and I have agreed on this early on, which is if the Oilers can get average goaltending, they are one of the top teams in the league, if not the top team in the league. The other thing that I've you know consistently said from the start of the season, despite the uh, three nine and one start is that this is the same team that everybody picked as a cup favorite at the beginning of the season. In fact, this is the team they picked as the cup favorite. The team we saw 2-9-1, and one, mm-hmm. right? Or 3-9-1, and one, whatever you want it to be. 3-9-1 and one was an injured team. Ekholm was injured. Kulak was injured. McLeod was injured. McDavid was injured. Drysidle. Drysidle was injured. Key players. Connor Brown. Connor Brown. 
Sam Gagne. Maybe still, maybe still injured. Sam Gagne. <laughs> just like, just that's confidence what, injured. Seriously, but, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, but yeah, so exactly. So this is, you know, for those folks and those, you know, people that are still, you know, a little bit worried about what we got, we can finally see, you know, this, this is the team that we were expecting and a healthy Oilers roster. One that, you know, even if half of those guys were feeling a little bit better, the team would have been better than three, nine and one. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Ekholm was, was not himself. That was clear. Right. Um, whether Woodcroft is the guy that that was the problem. Man, what happened to Captain Skate? Oh, we're going to have Captain Skate. Everybody's coming in. Yeah. The whole team's going to be on the same page. Like the absolute app opposite effect that it could possibly have. You know, we, you and I have worked in business long enough. We've worked in corporation long enough. What happens when the bosses go away and, and all the, the kids start talking? Right? Like, you, oh, he said that? Oh, that's how he keeps you accountable? Oh, really? There's, I don't care where you are. You're never perfect, not. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, after a team that goes 15 0 and 1 or whatever it was in their last 16, right? Like 18 2 and 1 in their last 21 games, all of a sudden is, is upside down. Oh, and most of those guys went into Captain Skate healthy. What happened to Ekholm that he got hurt in Captain Skate? Did these guys million dollar question tweak hammies? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I could they have had more disastrous results? Who would have? Who's got that on their bingo card? Hey, we're gonna all be on the same page. You know, left no stone unturned, right? Like this is go for all, win or bust. And they show up at Captain Skate. Who has on their bingo card? Coach fired disastrous losing streak fan base burning tires <laughs> like this was new coach and one game you know a week after american thanksgiving here we are and we're back to 500 and about one game away from setting or tying a franchise record for the most wins in a row yeah well i mean we did the What's uh, happening? we did the, the season opener world. right we opened the well, season off was, and we Canucks games killed us. Yeah. Well, and we, but no, I, I was more thinking about the show that we did. Oh, I and see I, and I think I joked that Woodcroft would be the first one out. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Like I joked not yeah. for a second. Did I think that would be the case? Yeah. Well, two of the rest of us had him for the Jack Adams. Yeah. Well, and maybe he still does. Ooh, <laughs> hot take. Oilers, hot take. Just won't be as an Oilers coach. Hey, he's taking St. Yeah. Louis with uh, Bennington all the way to the cup after. I'll tell you what. And I'd, like, if you get a chance, those of you that are tuning in, go to heavyhockey.com. Check out Lotzberg's article, Changes Under Knobloch. And, I want, and, and comment. I want to know what you think because... Look, Woodcroft was what the winningest coach in Oilers history, but he gets let go after twelve, thirteen, to be surpassed games or whatever by the the next winningest coach. Yeah, yeah, Holland's a genius. Well, <laughs> here's the thing, though, right? Is is was it 
what were the Oilers destined though to miss the playoffs if Wood if Woodcroft had stayed? And the reason I say this is because there are some there are some significant changes to the defensive structure and the offensive structure. Not maybe not significant, but they are changes that I think have made it easier for this team to play and a little bit closer to the way they played last year. And I think Woodcroft got caught in that, which a lot of coaches do, that stubborn, I'm going to make this fit and I'm going to make this work mentality. And the Oilers, I don't know if they would have caught onto the system in time in order to be successful this year. Whereas Knobloch comes in, takes it back a step, makes a makes a few changes kind of backwards to what the Oilers were playing last year, but continues to uh, do the zone defense. And lo and behold, this team is, I, this is easily the best stretch of hockey they've played in the last, I don't know, I, I how long? Last night? I know it was Chicago, but when's the last time you saw the Oilers up four to one, still not letting a team get, you know, 20 or 30 shots Oilers last year would be up four to one and Chicago would have got, you know, 15 shots in that last period. Oilers would have hung on and won a four, three game. This is a different team. It's different. You know, if you want to be, you want to be a naysayer, and you want to, you know, think that they're riding some type of high off of, you know, a new coach mm. or whatever, you, go ahead. But this is a this is a different team. They're playing a little bit different of a style. They're playing well defensively. They're focused. I'm not going to say that Woodcroft was uh, had to go. Uh, but he might have had to go. I, I know it sounds crazy, but if he had stuck with what where he was going, this team might not have turned it around in time. They wouldn't have. They couldn't have. You know, call it a high. Eh, I don't want to call it a high. You know what it is, man? Is it's you know it's not a high that's driving them. It's a guilt trip. There's two really nice, good men. One of them that's going through a hell of a time. They lost their job. Now those guys got to go look at the mirror. Go, shit. Our piss poor play has those good guys fired. I think that's what that, that's a huge part of the catalyst of the chemical formula that turns this thing around. Did Woodcroft deserve to be fired? No. Was he good enough to turn it around? Yes. Could he have done it like this? No. Makes sense. I don't know. I think, you know, Jeff Jackson said it in a presser. What was that bumbling, stumbling one with uh, Holland where they couldn't get their crap straight? But didn't he say something like, we played seven good periods all season? Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Seven or eight good periods all season, I think his quote was. I, top of my head, I just thought, like, that was... Something that stuck with me. They've played 20 good periods in a row now. Like, this is a good team. Things have changed for sure. Things have changed. Would they have changed under Woodcroft? Maybe. 
I'm not saying they didn't have the momentum that was going to lead them in this direction. Eventually, sooner or later, not like this. No, bro, not like this. For sure not like this. There's only one formula that gets your ass in gear enough to put a franchise record and heater like this. Like, these guys are on a wagon right now, man. Like, there's... The PDO isn't even that, you know, like they're just playing goddamn good hockey, right? Like last night was almost the fact that I didn't think Connor played, like I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, he played some amazing game and whoa, you know, he uh, showed him, showed the kid how it was done and like he did, but that was by no means Connor McDavid's best game. I thought the fact that those guys could all put that whole story beside them and just beat Chicago, <laughs> just go beat Chicago, right? Like I heard Knobloch talking about it today in his presser about um, eight game segments. That's what he's broken it down in for the team. So he said, you know, he preached that if they could win five out of every eight for the rest of the season, don't worry about this big streak. Don't worry about this big forest uh, amongst the trees. Just go and win five of the next eight. He won eight of the next eight. Because this was the end of their eight-game stretch. It starts again tonight for them. So I would, I'll be really interested to see them. Not sorry, tonight, tomorrow. I'd be really interested to see how that mindset, you know, if that even shows in their gameplay a little bit. And, and not that I want to jump into that yet. I know we got some thoughts to finish off here on on the last game and, and how the team's been playing. But in conclusion, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a different team, man. Like the, the penalty kill alone is what is winning this team games right now. The fact that the power plays back up to nuclear levels is just what everybody expected. It's like buying a house and and should have a driveway. Everybody expects it to have a driveway. Well, here's, here's what the, you know, an eight game streak like this does at this time, right. It puts them a game over 500 and now they can, you know, now they can relax maybe a little, you don't want them to relax. They're They're not a bet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, But they, you know, at least now, they can they can do Knobloch system the eight games right like and they don't have to go eight for eight every single time right yeah. now they can yeah, if they can the finish yeah if they can finish five of eight every time they can do that mm-hmm. uh, they're on a the, you know this was um, I remember last year they came out a little bit uh, slow and then they had an easier schedule right and we yeah we all kind of got behind them again 20 points at american thanksgiving they had last exactly year. yeah same sort of thing right uh i'd say this was probably one of the easier schedules they'd have this year it, it came at the right time you know never uh never a back-to-back perfectly spaced night in between our mm-hmm. first back-to-backs coming up uh right before christmas mm-hmm. uh this is potentially the hardest stretch right now of of the new oil stretch yeah you know we've got uh tampa and then we've got florida tampa's got no headman of course he's uh he's injured and i don't think we'll be playing florida of course is a good team then they go on the road for a few right got new york uh jersey and then the rangers that's not going to be easy Mm -hmm. Uh, but they don't the the great thing is, I mean, we were talking last week. I mean, what do they need to get out of this home stretch? We kind of figured they needed, you know, four of six at a minimum. They so are. they've done that. 
now you can you can focus on just playing good hockey, right? Which they've done. Don't get me wrong, but you know you don't have to. Maybe maybe guys like Brown aren't gripping the stick as tight. <laughs> oh no, he'll be gripping his stick yeah. too tight. No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't kid yourself there. You know, look, hey, I'm not one to toot my own horn. No, no, wait, I'm actually one that <laughs> loves to toot my own horn. You know, we said this last week that if they could walk into Car- Car- walk into Rogers Place and be Carolina in New Jersey, that they had a chance of of running this homestand out. And I think that those were two huge, huge, huge tests, right? You know, in Carolina, it's a team that we've struggled with in the past, and that was a pretty convincing game. It was a pretty like just maybe fifty five minutes, but it was pretty convincing game. Okay, now it's the Devils. The Devils will be the test, right? That's that's what we heard before that one. And, you know, there's no way. They come out of Vancouver where the Hughes on Hughes on Hughes was going all over the place. They had 16 high-danger scoring chances against the Canucks. And then they walk into Rogers' place and had three. Three high-danger scoring chances against our Edmonton Oilers after just racking up a wagon versus the Canucks. And best power play in the league goes over. Penalty kill. Right? So this team has now said, all right, there's a couple huge tests, and they came out very well on the right side of those tests. Um, You know, which I gave them all the confidence in the world to keep going. So Tampa Bay... This isn't your grandpappy's lightning. <laughs> like, this is, right? There is no headman. Vashlovsky's coming off a surgery. You know, Stamkos has been cold. Their team's been stripped down. They're not the most dominant team in that division. So they might not even be the most dominant team in Florida. In fact, who are you more worried about? Let's save oh, that for the next. Yeah, let's save that for the next half hour. But yeah, yeah no, I I love the change. I think you know, I as much as I want to, it all comes together. You can't just thank one thing. The penalty kill has been massive, of course, but right at the same time, the goaltending's been good enough. Bouchard is all of a sudden able to not pinch in awful situations and not make plays when the whole world is caving in on him that's the most prettiest play in the world through three guys legs like he's his game is so much more north south now he's he's already the best passer on the back end i think for our team nurse is pretty damn good too but you know when you've got that guy tuned in that makes a huge difference nurse nurse has been a machine nurse has been a machine yeah so like you put put these things together like is it sustainable i don't know i don't know well, let's uh, let's talk about who some of the biggest surprises uh, have been so far in this eight-game stretch. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, you know change with Knobloch when we get uh, uh, Lotsberg on about halfway through the next segment, and we'll finish off the uh, last half hour with the uh, upcoming game against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the and the next stretch over the last, next little while. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. Uh, This is Oilers Live from the Heavy Hockey Network. Proud to be a friend of Edmonton Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Oilers Live. 